Wow. Wow. Wow, this is this is some really deep stuff. I don't know what just happened, but something happened inside of me. Something snapped, something I wasn't expecting that either. Uh, sorry. It's okay, it's all right. It's beautiful. <laughs> Monsters like really small, but it had to become that to stop me. Because I'm a hurt child. Became present when you mentioned it, and I didn't realize this until now. There were things that I didn't remember yeah. until now. Funny, I haven't seen that before. It feels like I'm the monster. I'm kind of seeing images of things. Of a, of a world where they can exist. This clarity brings all kinds of answers. It's clear. She like hugged me and then went back to her place, I guess, in my heart. Oh, it wants to come out. <laughs> it wants the bippity boppity boop Cinderella me. Like, <laughs> she's like melted into like my chest. It's like ooey gooey. All week, been finishing things, cleaning up more, started eating vegetables again last week. <laughs> and it kind of just started happening. It's almost like I just finished going through a meditation session. I feel like, like, you know, when you. When you hit that first joint, like in the morning, and you... I actually feel a lot more um, awake. So is there a part that you would like to get to know better, to change your relationship with? Would you like to pick up with anything we talked about last time, or where would you like to start? Uh, building on our last session, one of the things that I found was by being able to isolate where that tension was coming from, um, it seems to have moved, um, which is a good thing because it's not as much in my neck and my shoulders, but it's deep into my lower back. Okay. Okay. Well, we can focus on that. Um, so yeah, um, go ahead and focus on that sensation and um, just see what else you can notice about it. What other qualities it has? How is it? as I kind of isolated and try to feel where it's originating from, I'm noticing that it's intensified as I'm having to lead in my new role at my office. Okay. Um, and so what, what other definition do you see about that feeling? Um, I got a location of it being in your lower back, but is it is it uh, a tightness? Is it a pain? Is it is it dull or um, any other sensations around it? It's a dull ache, and until now, I really hadn't pinpointed that it was starting during the the, the high points of my day. But that's kind of what I'm. But it's a dull kind of kind of, not a tightness, but a dull, maybe like light throbbing. Okay. Okay. So see if you can just kind of turn inwards, turn towards it. And, you know, we're, we're going to be calling everything apart. So if that's if that's a if that's a part of you who that's giving you that sensation, just see if you can kind of see it that way and um, 
if there's any if there's any kind of personification of it, let that come up. But but you know, don't make it don't make up any fictions either. So. Question. I could attach a name. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, please go ahead. If I could attach a name to it, I'd say it's, it's imposter numbness. Ah, okay. So how close can you get to it? Can you put yourself in the room with it? And can you sometimes people have a sensation where it's kind of avoiding them or facing the other way or something. And so, um, yeah, just do anything you can to kind of deepen your access and see how close you can get to it. next to it now and it's a it's actually I don't know if it's because I was trying to breathe through it and I I like to focus with my eyes closed but I'm seeing my former direct report supervisor because she is involved in part of the project that I have been assigned to that was involved in my promotion and for some reason she just came right a very vivid picture to identify with that kind of dull throbbing in my back. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely internalize uh, to all the people around us. So um, I'm wondering if that's, if that part looks like her or if she's kind of uh, just another part that's kind of in the room. Um, And I, I don't know if this is accurate, but I find that interesting because she and I have um, what I like to think is a very good relationship. I think our work styles clash very heavily, mm-hmm. but our relationship seems to be one that I'm very comfortable with. Well, obviously not, but... <laughs> okay. Okay. So this part has... Has her nature then, has some of her qualities? A lot. Okay. So as you notice this sensation in this part beside you and and causing this sensation in your back, um, how do you feel towards that part? This may sound strange, but once I identified it and it kind of identified and produced itself as her, I became nervous. It made me nervous. Okay. I feel kind of, I feel horrible because I know it's making her seem like a bad person and she's not, but it's just this nervous feeling came up once I identified it as her. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to, to feel to have that kind of feeling of, of guilt or whatever implicating her in this, but you know, this is all your inner world and um, you know, that, that part of you that, that feels bad about who, whose face gets, gets attached to what, you know, parts um, you can just ask that part to relax because um, you know, how, how parts show up is not really your control. And if, if for any reason you didn't want to um, share this conversation publicly, um, you would you could do that too, or we could anonymize your. There's lots of options there, so let that part know that um, 
that it doesn't have to have any shame or guilt around that. Okay. And then that nervous part. See if you can ask that for some space so that you can get to know this part that's causing this sensation in your back. And just see how it reacts. smaller my back and released but things that I feel like maybe identify itself with that same person came up I just not wanting to to let anyone down that I've been led by okay so is that feeling of not wanting to let anyone down is that emanating from this same part? Is it, or is that a different part? Different from the pain in the back part? The pain in the back shrank, but when it did, that's when that manifests itself. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if the. Go ahead. No, I was coughing. Oh. <clears throat> I was just wondering if maybe that pain in the back part is kind of protecting um, the not wanting to let anyone down part. Cause that sounds like a, that sounds like kind of a vulnerable uh, space to be in, you know? So I wonder if they're related and if, and if you can ask them how they operate together. manifestation of not wanting to let anyone down shows me that it's time it's built back to that AVP because I've never thought about this and I don't know why it's coming up now I do have a tremendous fear of letting anyone down but, and it's probably now that I'm looking at it why I've always even though I'm a high level athlete in team sports I've always gravitated towards individual sports. Uh-huh. And maybe that's where that nervousness comes from when I identified it with hers. Not necessarily her, but maybe just me not wanting to let her down or feel like she backed my name and then I didn't do the quality of work that everyone in the organization was expecting. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, try asking the the part that was the pain in the back part. Try asking it what it wants you to know or what it wants you to know about it.
it's wanting me to know that this is just from being raised with high expectations. And that's where the pressure is coming from. It's not necessarily a fear. It's a pressure of knowing that I did the right thing for the people that staked themselves behind me. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's motivated by that, and it's wanting to motivate you to to not let people down. So see if you can just kind of show it some appreciation for that intention that it has, even if you don't love the way it makes you feel. Appreciation is something that's coming slow with this. Mentally, I feel like I'm doing everything. I've shown that I'm a high achiever. I've produced quality work, but I'm having a hard time appreciating it and delivering that appreciation to it because I feel like we're at odds with each other. Yeah. Okay. I... I'm wondering if, um, I mean, that makes sense to me. I'm wondering if you could, I'm just trying to find a way to kind of validate how what it wants you to know. And so if you can show some solidarity for that kind of, it wants you to not let people down, you want to not let people down. And even if you're at odds and, you know, having that pain around it, it at least um, seems to care about the same, kind of has the same value. I think we're just running headlong into each other because mentally, as I try to appreciate it, I still feel like it's holding back something that I'm very proud of and something that I take care of, and that's my body. Um, and what I'm hearing it say is this is its way of, as corny as this is going to sound, what I'm feeling it's saying this is my way of making sure you're identifying that you need to continue to push forward. Yeah. Okay. And mentally, I'm having a hard time appreciating that because since this came up in the last three weeks, I have to spend extra time stretching, extra time with mobility exercises. And it's saying this is pushing me and keeping me razor sharp. And mentally, it's hard to reconcile that. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Well, let's see if we can go back to kind of a baseline of, of curiosity about it so that you're not... You're not losing any ground by, you know, saying, hey, it's it's great. It's 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 awesome. But if we can kind of get back to that place of curiosity where any negative judgment we're asking to step aside. So there's a part of you that says, no, I hate this part. 
Well, let's see if we can just kind of ask that part to step aside and, and at least have uh, come from kind of a curious base. identifying to me that this is its way of giving me a precursor, trying to let me know in advance to not put myself in stressful situations, to stay focused and stay ahead and to follow my plan for success on my calendar. <sighs> yeah. Try asking it what it's afraid of. If if it didn't get your attention that way, if you if you lost focus, if you um, you know, we're put in stressful situations. Just see if you can um, have it show you what it is specifically kind of afraid of. And you don't have to necessarily share it with me, but um, just to kind of see what its worst case kind of fears look like. Wow, that came up quickly. <laughs> Basically, it identified that it doesn't want me in a situation where I present myself differently than I like to, where I look like I've lost control in discussions. Um, and maybe that's it trying to protect my pride. I'm, I'm very prideful that I'm known throughout our organization everywhere I've been from being the, the calm lead, the person that's firm and understanding but never loses their cool and is trying to protect me to keep that from happening where I do lose my cool. Yeah. Okay. So let it know let it know how how much you um, you get that message that you feel the sensation it's sending you loud and clear. And again, I would try to see if you can show some appreciation, some, or, or just sympathy for the job it has, it's doing um, in trying to keep you, keep you safe and keep you uh, having the control that you need and, and, and not losing your cool and not letting people down. kind of coming forth with it in meetings and reconciliation space where I could let it know I appreciate it and I understand it. Although I'm sitting in a chair that's comfortable anyway, literally, it was almost like, I don't know the feeling, the way to describe it, except like when maybe you've had a bad headache and you've taken like an ibuprofen and you feel the headache start to go away after it kicks in. It's literally like dissipating that numbness, that throbbing. Yeah, that's great. You got a direct line of communication with it. It can get your attention and it can stop getting your attention. Try asking it if, if you could change or heal whatever it's 
worried about, whatever it's protecting, which sounds like it's worried about, you know, you losing your cool and you're, and you, and you're telling me that you've worked really hard to, to be in a place where you're pretty on top of it. So it, it might not have the whole, it might not be seeing the whole picture of where you are in your life now, but uh, try asking it if you, if you could handle all that for it, what else would it like to do inside of you? like to help me be more at peace with who I am in the corporate world, who I am in the academic world, rather than just as an athlete. Okay. So before it was kind of pushing you on a physical level and it would like to be more uh, working on that, on those other levels. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I think what it, what it's leading me to is having a better understanding that my athletic success doesn't have to be a detriment. I don't have to be afraid to let people know that I'm a former athlete. I don't have to worry once people look me up so world kickboxing champion and think that they're going to think different of me and think that I'm just another dumb jock and that uh, you know I'm getting by on charisma and it wants me to understand that those two things can exist together that's, that's a pretty pretty major job that it wants to take on I mean that's a that's a powerful role I would say to to balance all of that I've never even thought about that before. Sometimes it's good in this in this space when you've asked it that question of what what else it would like to do to just you know let it show you and and get creative and and go to some fantasy places and say okay what would that look like here what would that look like there and kind of let it off the leash a little so it can. Um, yeah, just kind of show you what that looks like, if it hasn't already. it showed me as having taken a role that my now supervisor took that I turned down because I just didn't feel like I was ready and that there were a few too many people who knew I was a former athlete but I still you know am involved in a lot of athletic endeavors um, it's showing me that I could have taken a job as an athletic director uh, without having to feel like oh you're just another athlete taking the typical athlete role yeah uh, and I guess I wasn't expecting to see those that's cool um this I mean this is all optional but this part you might try asking it um if there are other parts that it protects, if there are other parts stuck in chaotic times or times when, um, yeah, when you were feeling like being called, I forget how you said it about, you know, the high expectations that you had. Growing up, 
seeing and identifying the fears I developed early on as a high achiever and having instances where I, I felt like I let people down, but they were still proud of me for doing everything that I could. And letting that kind of identify the steps I took on my path forward, developing caution when there wasn't necessarily caution needed in situations, being afraid to volunteer for opportunities when it would have benefited me um, in college and afterwards and, you know, in my career and being able to identify those things. It's showing me things that I, ne- I didn't even remember. I didn't even remember when I was an adjunct professor that I declined to actually take a scholarship to work on my PhD just because I didn't feel like I would be accepted the way, but I remember that now. Uh, I am old, but that was not all that long ago, and I forgot about it. I pushed it aside. Yeah, yeah, it was um, probably a good deal of, of... psychic kind of pain or or just discomfort around a lot of that sounds like and that's what that's what our protective parts do is they they come in to to push those to push those away and it brought back another memory from that time when i was having to make that decision i was having this exact same pain except magnified and ironically my wife made me go to a doctor, lover, and the good doctor Coleman. And she sent me to a doctor, and the doctor's like, oh, I can't find anything wrong. But they gave me, um, what was it called back then? E-STEM, where they did some kind of electric heat. Mm, yeah. And it would give me temporary relief. But then as soon as I would be right back in the situation, that radiated numbness would be right back there. Wow. Maybe you're right. I had never thought about it like that. Maybe it is a protective measure. Might try asking it how old it thinks you are and just wait for the answer. optimistic it thinks that I'm 29 college days no it was during the time when I was I was doing adjunct work yeah uh, in between fights and I had to make some decisions uh, a lot a lot at that time you know my wife had just finished her doctorate and become a I don't know the right terms, I'm going to say a full, full speech pathologist. And I was looking towards, you know, what I was going to do after my fighting career. Uh, we were pregnant, you know, with yeah. our third and fourth kid. We just found out they were twins. And wow. there were just all of these decisions that I was having to make at that time. Now that it's kind of bringing it to my attention. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know if that's so much optimism as it is um, just it it's kind of it's kind of stuck in that time a little bit. So just let, just update it on your real age. Um, and again, we're trying to take take its burden away by by saying, look, I'm not 29 anymore and I can I can handle some of these things that that it's been you know, waving, banging the bell about. Um, it doesn't need to, to work so hard.
That's interesting. I'm curious how it how these protective measures, your psychic measures, you know, how they come into place where they identify with those well, I guess that that's something I'd have to do on what you do, but Oh, well, I'm happy to explain a little bit because um, I don't have a lot of more questions. I mean, the only the only further question for this part, I would say, is is to ask it what it needs from you in the future. needs for me in the future is to be more decisive on things that involve me showing my intellect that don't involve physicality for me to be less afraid of having confrontations with people where they can draw me into where it looks like I'm being aggressive and to be unafraid mm. of that and to be unafraid to be smart yeah yeah that makes sense Yeah, it wants uh, it wants that it wants that you, you said decisiveness and a lot of these parts that's that's what they need is that kind of they want you to or they if you if you are the leader then they don't have to make as much noise you know if if you have that decisiveness then they're not playing catch up. Or having to get your attention some other way. I just find that interesting, and especially with the way you just described it, that that's that mechanism or that defense mechanism's way of getting my attention and going, okay, hey, you know, change directions. But I'm not necessarily sure I've always identified it. Hell, I'll say it. I am pretty certain I hadn't identified it until just now. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully that doesn't make me sound like I'm not in touch with myself, but I never would have identified that directly. I mean, it makes it makes you sound like every person I've talked to in IFS conversation, because this is a very new paradigm that nobody's taught. It's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty radical, really. Um, just even the notion that there are parts and you can talk to them. And they have whole worlds to show you. They have memories to show you. They have times and periods and and their own intentions. They might even have their own parts. You know, you asked, uh, you know, kind of like why twenty nine or how how does it how does it what's the mechanism there? And I think that you know a part kind of shows up or gets activated or has to work a little extra hard when generally when we're overwhelmed, you know, when we're, yeah, when we're overwhelmed and that can be, that can be by tons of big decisions. It can be by trauma. It can be by abuse, um, anything. And then this part has to, has to get into gear and, you know, kind of take, take the reins a little bit. And usually that's through something that's not always comfortable and pleasant, but it's, but it's, getting you out of a situation that's that's overwhelming. Yeah, and I just never would have uh, put two and two together on that myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I'm, I'm laughing because you say two and two, like, like, hey, anybody would know this, but uh, no, it's... 
Yeah, I guess but <laughs> I guess that's why there are experts, right? That's why you you know you're that's your field of expertise. I guess it makes sense. Hardly, but yeah, yeah. Now this is all pretty new, pretty new stuff in the in the psychological world. Um, this field has only been around for thirty years, and and uh, the way it's the way it's done now. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is that that time period, you know, it, it can take you back to 29. And I imagine that there's layers and layers, you know, there's the adjunct professor time. You, you mentioned times when you were in college, you know, you might've had a similar overwhelm making decisions then. And I'm sure, I imagine that probably has another layer of, of what it, of what it, is protecting at an even younger age. Um, and a lot of times you kind of keep peeling back these layers and until you get to a five-year-old or a two-year-old or, or something very young, a very young part that was really overwhelmed and, and didn't have any, any real tools to deal with it other than these internal psychological, I won't call them distractions, but they're, they, they can get us out of the situation, you know, even if that causes some damage or some, or some uh, locking away of, of those sensitive parts. All about protection and making you better. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they all, they all have a good intention. You know, even even the parts that make us addicted, even the parts that that you know do all kinds of bad things in the world. If you if you look kind of behind the curtain and, and get to know the part, you see that that it has it has a good intention. It wants it wants to put out a fire usually in somebody. Um, Actually, I don't want to go as far as to say therapeutic and sound like a homer, but it's actually oddly relaxing and calming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're orienting your system, and you're getting more parts. I I think kind of on the same team and and working together and and taking a burden away from this part and shifting it over to okay, I can handle this. You can do, you can have this role. You can have that role. It's kind of like a coach, um, or or our captain. So yeah, it is relaxing when when you're in touch with them and they're and they're not having to get your attention through you know ways that don't work for you. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Well, I would say give a big thanks to to that part of yours that that was opened up to you. I would say give a thanks to the other parts that you asked to step aside. You know, you had you had nervousness in there. You had um, you had this part that was judgmental and said, no, this, you know, this, this part of me is just, is just a pain in the back, you know? And, and so you can invite those parts back in and say, and show them the work that you did and, um, yeah, just see how they react or show them appreciation for giving you space or let them know that they're next on your list of parts to get to know. interesting yeah if i get selected for another session i think um and i mean you tell me uh intuitively this makes sense to me because that's kind of how i i learn but you tell me if this makes sense for me i'd like to bring a notebook into my office and document some of the things that i say and how it the part spoke to me yeah yeah absolutely 
Um, I take okay. I take about a page of notes in most of my calls, and then um, what I'll do when I'm in this position, when I'm when I'm in the other seat, I also take notes. Um, and what I'm thinking of doing with this with this podcast that still is unpublished um, is maybe putting just just some of the basics, like here's the part, and here's what it felt like, and here's what it wanted and just kind of making like a bullet list of, of kind of the parts that were approached. So I'm, I'm already kind of documenting that for, for people. Um, I can share that with you. And of course I'll share the, the call with you. Um, you can listen back. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Well, do you have a, does it feel complete? Do you, do you have a, a good way you'd like to end this or any other questions? Do you, do you have time for one more question? Absolutely. So in identifying that as it, and again, I'm going to use a term that hopefully doesn't make me sound like I'm trying to be a pseudo intellectual, but it's the only way I can describe it. As we're identifying that part, it's like that part is going, okay, here's what I'm going to give you. As you relate to me better, I'm going to give you another little piece to identify. Should that be a natural fear? Is that what I should be feeling? Because that seems to be what's happening when we do this. Yes, that sounds that sounds right to me. Okay. Um, okay. And so that, again, that could be, you could put all that in parts language where you've got to know this part and it kind of reveals either parts of itself or other parts. So the most kind of the typical way that it's phrased in the IFS textbooks is like you have your protector parts and then you have your exile parts. And so again, those are usually the younger, vulnerable, hurt, overwhelmed, scared parts, those exiles. Those are feelings we want to get rid of so much that the protectors come in and and kick ass. They come in and, and either do a lot of managing, a lot of sticking to the calendar, or they will show up in that uh, in that numbing, addictive, you know, destructive, sometimes self-destructive or other destructive behavior, um, just to get some release from that from that pain. So, so yeah, it's it's that's you know usually how it goes is you get to know the part, and then they can point to uh, basically yeah who who they're who they're protecting you from or who they're working with who they're in cahoots with uh, and yeah you just you just keep following that trail outstanding yeah uh, hopefully uh, you know like I said I'm trying to be more open to this each time we've done it so you're doing fantastic. I would say you're supremely open to it, and uh, and it's really enjoyable for me and to to be able to work with you. So thank you. No, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much again, and have a wonderful and safe weekend. Okay, you too. Talk to you later. All right. Bye, Bye sir. Do you want to help bring more self energy to the world? If you'd like to participate in calls or help out with this project in any way, I'd love to hear your ideas. Join the Discord server or contact me at james at liveifs.com. A huge thanks to our audio engineer, Zikri, for your care and diligence in editing the calls. To every caller for your courage in sharing some of your parts. And to anyone out there getting to know their internal system, keep going. Who knows, that might be the most selfless, helpful thing you can do for others, and you're the only one who can do it. If you'd like to see us reach the largest audience, we must please the almighty suggestion algorithms at iTunes and YouTube, and they don't care about the power of IFS. They're looking for likes and shares and comments, and the sooner the better. Follow the links in the show notes right here in your podcast player to make your wishes known. And now, a minute of meditation. Or if you prefer, pull over 
You can do it in 60 seconds. Just click one of those links. They're right there and give us a like or a five-star rating. It would really help. If you think this project is helping people, you're helping people by sharing it. Thank you.